So here we go then. Welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KO Army share their thoughts on all things town. And yes, town's unbeaten run is done. Yes, I found another theory test. Um, yeah, one of, one of those things. It's yeah. Hopefully, I'll be one day, one day, ladies and gentlemen, I'll get there. But we're gonna. I've got you a jam-packed show though to bring my spirits up. Um, lots to be positive with town, and I'm joined by three fine gentlemen. It's going to be a packed show, packed Portland Road on Saturday. Mark Beck, John Watson, and good old Bono, aka Vu from YouTube, aka Matt, is joining me to discuss all things town. Let's go over to good old Mark, who's wearing and dashingly wearing a Czech Republic shirt. Um, mm. I want some context, really, Mark. Um, do you just like it? Um, and welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Ross. Uh, good to be back on. Um, as for the shirt, it was just a lockdown binge. It was it was in the sale on classic football shirts, and I bought it. But people of a certain vintage yeah, always get messed up by the perspective on this when it's on reverse yeah. camera. I don't know which way to go. Um, yeah, certain vintage Euro two thousand and four ish, I believe it is. Uh, so Milan Barosh, Jan Collar. I got that wrong earlier. Um, Paborski, Rizitsky, wealth of names. Petacek, obviously, as well. So, yeah, um, it's quite an iconic shirt. So, Nedved, another one. Yeah, yeah. getting some names. There you yeah. go. So, it's quite a, yeah, decent hair as well. But, yeah, so quite a wealth of names have wore this shirt. So, and now I'm wearing it. So, there you go. Um, yeah, but no, good to be back on with two other stellar gentlemen. Obviously, on yourself, Ross, you are a stellar gentleman. Um, it's like travelling Wilburys, like, Absolute class lineup, super group. Right. Yeah, but no, good to be chatting all things town. Yeah, it had to be done for this big game on Saturday. And I'll be saying big a lot. That is going to be my key word. Uh, I've said it like five, six times on the Meet the Opposition video. But the next man, good old John Watson, the King of the North. Once again, he's wearing, he's donning the new third kit, the blackout kit. Looks nice on you, John. How are you doing? It's always a pleasure. Uh, it's great to be on. It's great to be with uh, you three fine gents. Um, I, I've chosen to wear the black uh, shirt, which it arrived on Saturday for me. Uh, it's the first time I've worn it, um, and I'm just wearing it for you, Ross. I'm, I, I felt I needed muted colours. You know, my heart went out for you this afternoon when I was listening on the main pod on the drive home from work and walking the dog. So yeah, I'm I'm having a period of mourning for you, but we'll come back. We'll be there supporting you for the next challenge and. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on. All well with me. Um, so yeah, can't wait to get um, chatting to to each other about what, all the good things that are still happening. I know we've we'll probably get into it in a lot more detail, but you know, we've still got to be happy. If somebody said to me before the start of the season we'd be where we are, I would have taken it. So I'm still feeling good. Always good to hear, my friend. Always good. And the final man that is joining us is good old Bono Vu from the U2. Always a pleasure, my friend, who is, once again, is donning another beautiful shirt. It's not a football shirt, but it's a very, just looking dapper, my friend. It's always a pleasure. How are you doing? Hello, Ross. Hello, Mark. Hello, John. I am very well. Thank you for asking. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for mentioning my shirt. This is one of those american rodeo kind of poly not polystyrene because it's clearly not um plastic shirts that make me sweat but i'm in my home office um and again it's kind of like dulled tones um for your um sad news today um and we're we're, we're with you we're with you what doesn't kill you makes you stronger 
And now I've got a, is it Kelly Clarkson did that song? There's a step. Oh, yeah, I'm with you there. As soon as you said that, I was <laughs> with you. Sorry, off off on a tangent. No, we, we, we're a Czech Republic. Um, yeah, we've, we've mixed it up. It's what, that's what the fan social is about: is um, out of good gym wag, bringing in different references. Um, I like it. I like it, boys. Um, but no, it's gonna be a great show. Hope everyone at home will enjoy. Let's get stuck in then. And uh, September, I know we're we're not unbeaten anymore, but we're still seconds. But a lot of good results in September. Um, some bad decisions also. We'll get into that very shortly too. But the standard thing on the social, I always like to do one word, two words, three words, your review. So let's start off with your three-word review of Town September results. Let me quickly rattle through the results. Um, first of all, Accrington Stanley, we went to the Wham Stadium and we won up the town. Um, of course, that is normally our bogey team. Then, of course... We had a midweek game with Bristol Rovers. I am just now just basically running, trying to find these results because I didn't have them at hand, but not, I've got one of them anymore. Um, but yes, it was a midweek game against Bristol Rovers, if I am correct. Am I correct, boys? Yes, I am. A 2-0 yeah. win as well. Another clean sheet. Then we went to Hillsborough, 2-2. We know what happened there. Then we beat Arsenal in the 21s. Happy days, beating the Arsenal kids, 2-0. And then Plymouth, live on Sky, the TV curse and all that sort of stuff. Losing 2-1. Um, Mark, your three-word review of September as a whole. Um, just about right, I'd say. Probably where, looking at the fixtures, you'd probably expect us to be. I mean, the last result at Plymouth, obviously a little bit of disappointment, but, I mean, we're never going to win on Sky, are we? Like, it just it just doesn't happen. And, the lo- you know, the more games we aren't on Sky, the better, because they just mess everything up and horrible Don Goodman had a real agenda against us as well I don't know why um, but it was a bit weird um, but no you know looking at the results and before you know these games come up you look at it and you go right the teams we expect to beat we go and do we, we go and do that we, we beat Bristol Rovers we beat Accrington you expect to beat them and obviously you've got the cup game in there in between Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth I think most people would have took a point from both of those at the start of the day, um, you know, unfortunately, we were ahead in both games and, and threw it away, which is a little bit disappointing. And it kind of it's getting a few people back on the narrative that we can't beat the big teams. But you don't necessarily always need to beat the big teams, especially away from home, just as long as you don't lose. Um, that's sort of the main thing. Like I said, obviously, the Plymouth game, a little bit disappointing. But on the whole, and it sort of brings us nicely, you know, Thankfully, with that game, that Cambridge game off, we've played 10 games and we're just over two points per game now as September comes to an end. And we're still in the automatic promotion places, albeit on goal difference and games played. But, um, you know, another month like we've just had, you know, another 10 game run of what we've just had would be absolutely lovely. Indeed, I've got a big October, some big games. Once again, the word big. Um, John, September as a whole. In three words, my friend, what are you saying? Mine's more a summary of where I'm at today, and it's still feeling positive. Um, I agree with everything. Sometimes it's a bit of maybe not great listening when everybody says, oh, yeah, I agree, but Mark's been um, Bob on there, hasn't he? he? You know, I was at Aki, and we we reversed our kind of fortunes against them, and we, we deserved to win. Um, we took our chances. That felt like a really big stepping stone, didn't it? Um, 
good follow-up results against the um, Bristol Rovers, who, you know, you never know what you're going to get with a Joey Barton. So, you know, you can, you, you can look at that, but we did the professional job. I thought, Chef Webb, we were really unlucky, and especially when you look at some of those decisions afterwards. And uh, But, you know, I was really proud to be there. It was a good crowd. It was a, a, a good effort. And as we've as you've said on the main part, and we've all discussed afterwards, if those goals had gone in, in different order, we would have gone two. We came back, we showed them at their place. You know, I would have taken the draw at Chef Webb, to be fair. Um, you know, and we did better there this season than we did last season. Um, and obviously, there is the disappointment uh, of the Plymouth result, but like um, Mark and um, Hutchie talked about today um, on the on the main on the Thursday pod, that um, there was fine margins in the Plymouth game. It wasn't like we turned up. And I know um, Stu and Andy often talk about like, the Rotherham game being a, a, a marker previously when we were really outplayed and a, a real mismatch. That's not going to happen this year, I don't think, under McKenna. And it certainly didn't happen on um, Sunday. And no, that's Chef Wed. So I'm still feeling positive. Like Mark said, 2.1 um, goals per game. Got to be happy with that. Um, if we keep that up for the next 10 games and then the 10 games after that, we're going to be sitting very happy, I think. So, um, yep, still feeling positive. Always good to hear, my friend. Well said. And Bono, to round off the three-word review, a town September results. And there's a lot of box ticks as well, you know, beating Accrington. Um, of course, we didn't win on TV, but we're, we're never going to win, are we? It doesn't doesn't matter if it's Sky, ITV, Eurosport, whatever channel we're going to be playing on. Um, but yeah, a lot of box ticks in terms of beating Accrington, beating the Arsenal kids in the Pat Johns Trophy. But yeah, your three-word review, my friend. John has um, slightly stolen my thunder somewhat, and because I was going to say, still feeling positive. Um, I mean, it's great to go to Accrington, who are illustrious Capitan Sam Morsey, described as a non-league ground. And when you looked at the kind of town in five, the fantastic content that the club puts out, the players kind of warming up outside a um, kind of porter cabin and and that kind of thing. It's, you know, it's... It is a very difficult place to go uh, and, and never a nice place to go. But we went there and did a professional job. Um, Bristol Rovers, sadly, I, I couldn't make that game because I had a, a training course really early the next day and I didn't want to be getting into bed at 11 o'clock, which I usually do after a midweek game. So I had to um, watch that. And um, I remember the last time we played Bristol Rovers at home, we lost. It was an absolutely freezing cold day. I took my best mate and his dad, who's a Bristolian. He loves the gas. And I've got a bit of a soft spot for the gas because because of that. I just remember him talking about Bristol Rovers when I was when I was younger. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, I, that was a great result with great goals. Um, I thought we would have won that by more than CNL, but I'm just being greedy now, maybe a little bit. Um Chef Weird, obviously, as as John and Mark have both said, we improved our result um, from last year. I went to went to Hillsborough last year, first time there. Fantastic, um, uh, like a, almost like a kind of amphitheatre of, of, of football, isn't it? Really, um, and yeah, disappointing um, not to keep the lead. Um, you'd you'd thought that we would have possibly learnt our lesson before um, this weekend's Plymouth. I mean. It's disappointing. Um, we kind of 
yeah, we, we, but we didn't play badly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so, you know, we talked about the Rotherham result last season being a possible like yardstick. Um, you know, of, of how good they were and how much better than 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 we were. They were. I've said were quite a lot there, haven't I? Um, but they were easily the best side that we've played this year. But we we didn't play badly. Um, there were just certain things that usually work that didn't. Some of our most consistent players didn't have very good games. You look at um, Evans, who's been an absolute Welsh wizard. He's kind of taken that kind of um, moniker from the other Welsh wizard, Wesley Burns. He's 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 he's, he's playing well, but not as well as he did last year. Um, and Marcus Harness, him with the beautiful eyes, he's just a little bit um, off par on Sunday. But hats off to the 18 million people that went to that game from from Suffolk. I, I had a, I had a ticket and I had a, a space on the bus, but I just I couldn't get to Ipswich for a 3 a.m. departure. And that's kind of yeah, that's so taking my virtual hat off to that. But it's um. Yeah, still feeling positive. Um, like Mark said, 2.1 uh, average points per game. We're in second. I don't think we're going to lose that many because I don't think there are many better teams in this division than us. And if we keep up this form, um, we're not going to be that far away from um, the make-believe football ship and um, astronomical goals tally that um, some people have been discussing. So, yeah. Whoa, we're all moving around. Uh, there we go. Oh, I'm getting busy. Get dizzy. Um, so yeah, still feeling positive because there's plenty of things to be positive for out there, isn't there? It is indeed. Yeah. If you're watching video, you saw everyone was moving. I had to move different people. I, I, I've got my OCD of people. I've, I've kept you in one space for the whole stuff, and then when someone drops out, I have to put you back. Um, but everyone's back, and um, some good words from all of you there, gentlemen. Now let's talk about player of the month, goal of the month, and all that sort of stuff for September. A lot of contenders, definitely for player of the month, because there's a lot of standout players. Um, a lot of you already mentioned a couple of those. Mark, take it away. Player of the month, who is your winner? And chuck in some contenders as well. Um, as you said, many contenders. I think it's been a, a good month on the whole. Um, like we said, we're a dis slightly disappointing end, which probably has tainted people's views of a few players in there, potentially. But... Um, no, I think the standout one for me, and I think he, he will be for most people, is Connor Chaplin with his contribution on the pitch. You know, came off the bench at Accrington and got the two goals to win us the game there. Another one at Bristol Rovers. And he's always busy and looking things to make things happen. Um, he's not my actual pick, though. Um, for me, someone who's improved quite steadily, I'm not going to say Freddie Ladapo, but as much as I love him, I think he's had a really good month as well. Um, go on, I'll get it out of the way. I'll get my Freddie love out of the way, and then I, we don't have to hear about him for the rest of the, the pod. But no, I think he's he's had a lot of stick this month, rather unfairly. I think he's done everything right on the pitch, but not get the ball in the back of the net sometimes, and that's the way it goes sometimes for strikers. But you know, another player who came off the bench at Accrington made a real impact, helped us get up the pitch, and played his part in both goals. Um, really good home performance against Bristol Rovers. Obviously not in, involved in the goals, but a good save by the keeper. Um, got his goal at Arsenal under-21s. Um, Sheffield Wednesday we won't talk about because that's sort of where people lambasted him. And again, on the score sheet, if you say it's fortuitous or 
an expertly worked out bit of physics where he worked out that if I hit the ball off the defender, that will rebound and ricochet and loop over the keeper. That's what I'm going for anyway. But now I think Freddie Ladapo deserves his plaudits and I think he's getting some unnecessary sticks. So leave my boy alone, please. But um, my player of the month is Leif Davis. I think there's some reservations when he first started and I think a lot of people were worried and a lot of people were pushing for Greg Lee to start because Greg Lee had had such a good preseason, been with us the whole time and to his credit was looking brilliant. But I think this last month we've really seen the best of Leif Davis. He's been a real outlet on that left-hand side, a real good alternative to what Wes Burns had been doing all last season on the right-hand side. So it's really good to see that we have options on both sides of the pitch that really extends and you know it's another evolution of the McKenna style really that we've now been able to implement this I mean I've lost count the amount of times we see Lee Evans ping the ball over the top of their right back to Leif Davis and him getting behind and get a real dangerous ball and I'm just waiting for that it did it did they did work didn't he scored against when we scored against Bristol Rovers that was Leif Davis wasn't it yeah so it has worked but on a more regular basis, hopefully to Freddie Ladapo, and I'll be really happy. Um, but no, Leif Davis, I think just for his improvement and the way he's sort of, he's probably taken some criticism in a way, being people saying he's a bit lightweight and, you know, in comparison to Greg Lee, not quite as athletic, but now he's up to speed. I think we're really seeing the best of him. And it's quite come at quite a good time, really, because obviously, unfortunately, we haven't got Greg Lee at the moment. Leif Davis will be a real key player for us. And, I just hope and pray that he can stay fit and maintain this form going forward. So, yeah, Leif Davis for Player of the Month. As for Goal of the Month, I can't give it to Freddie, can I? Um, can I give it to Which one? Yeah, well, there you go. See, people give him a stick and he's got two. I've got two to choose from if I really want to. Um, I will give it to... I'll give it to Connor Chaplin against Bristol Rovers. You know, really good bit of team play good cutback from Leif Davis I'm going to say Freddie Ladapo brought took away two defenders for him and he tucked it away nicely and yeah got us underway there so yeah Connor Chaplin I'll give him his plaudits that he deserves as well so Leif Davis player of the month Connor Chaplin at home to Bristol Rovers for gold of the month I like it. I like it. And um, of course, um, Hutchie did his Hutchie Awards um, and he put Leif Davis as the biggest climber in terms of, you know, because he, August he came in, he just he got yeah, jet lagged and he? he was in with, with Leeds in Australia. It took him a while to, you know, get used to the teammates. But yeah, he's been fantastic. I'll have to agree with you there. John, your player of the month, your goal of the month, take it away. Yeah, um, I'll start with goal of the month because that's a bit shorter for me. Um I think there's something about seeing a goal in real life that makes it more special to me than seeing it on the on, on I follow. Um, so I'm going to one of the games I was at, and I'm going to give it to somebody who gets a little bit of stick, but I think it's been really effective. And I'm going to give that to Mr. Caden Jackson for his goal at Chef Wed because he took that really well. He the game plan. I mean, let's be fair, McKenna. When I saw that team sheet, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I wanted Freddie to be playing. And I thought, I'm not a football manager. Kevin McKenna knows a lot more about football than me. And he, he exploited a gap. He made, uh, he put, it was Iolfer, wasn't it? Yeah, um, he put Iolfer on toast. He had one chance just before that and got behind that Iolfer. He played on the left-hand side. And that was, 
I know it was a slightly fortuitous um, bounce off Edmondson, uh, a kind of t- block tackle, wasn't it? And it kind of went through. But, you know, for Caden Jackson to be on the wrong side, he usually would be on the right, wouldn't he? Um, to be on the left, and he opened, I thought he used his body shape really well. Uh, I think Hutchie described it as a good rip. I thought he just placed it really nicely in that um, kind of outer reach. He took it really coolly, like a, a good striker. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the, the Chapman goal versus Bristol Rovers is obviously the only other one that, for me, out out, out the goals. I mean, let's be fair, the ones at Accrington, we still don't know who scored some of them. You know, we're still trying to work it out. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go for Jackson because, you know what, I think he gets a bit of stick a little bit like the way Mark um, loves Freddie. And I can see a lot of um, positives in Freddie Ladapo's play. I don't think the Chef Red game is the reflection of how effective he can be. Um, I think there's other games that uh, kind of epitomise what he brings much better. Um, but Jackson, yeah, Jackson was effective. So he's my goal of the month. Um, and for player of the month, uh, I was kind of my shortlist. And if you'd asked me maybe the player of the end of August and the first half of September, I would have been going uh, Lee Evans because I think he, he's, he, I think he's been probably across the season the highest performer so far. Although I think his last two games have probably been the poorest out of the 10 league games. Um, so he deserves a mention. I love Sammy Morsey, so I'm going to mention him just because I love him. Um, but my top three would be in third place, Leif Davis, for all the reasons that Mark has um, articulated so well. And second place, um, Connor Chaplin, because I think he makes a difference. And I love the energy he brings. And you believe that if a chance falls to him, he's going to bury it. He, he just makes things happen. He, he gets me off my seat. He gets me excited. I love Connor Chaplin. But for me, straight on the top is, um, and I don't usually go for uh, this kind of player, but Christian Walton, I just think the man is epic. I think he gives me confidence when I'm standing, you know, where we stood behind the goal at, at Accrington. It was literally almost Nick touching um, the back of his net. And, you know, just watch the way he, his presence. I, I, I can't, I kind of hop back to, I guess, Somebody like Schmeichel for Man United in the in the in the in the heyday, the confidence that Schmeichel gave that back four. Uh, I think Walton does that for us. I think people trust Christian Walton. I think the fans think Christian Walton is gonna. It's almost like he performs. That that belief just makes him better. Like everybody knows he's gonna do well, and that that's great to have a keeper in such confident um, form. I think his kicking's got miles better as well. Uh, Accrington and, and uh, Sheffield, he had the ball at his feet a hell of a lot. I don't think it's perfect. Um, I think there's still improvements to be made there, but I think he's just he's just so reliable. And that sounds boring when your man of your player of the month is just a reliable, but he is really good. And oh, wouldn't it have been beautiful and just wonderful if he that oh how excited! I mean. If you could change one moment of our season, for me, that would be the thing I could change because that was just, that would have been lovely. But yeah, Christian Walton, I, I just think he, he is being a terrific signer and he adds so much quality to the team. And, you know, he, he just does it game after game. So, yeah, very close to Chaplin and Davis has done well, but mate, Christian Walton for me. And that's a good shout, good shout, Christian Walton. Yeah, if he scored that goal... Oh, I would be. I would be on the pitch as well. 
But I would have, yeah, I've been told off, but I've been on the pitch. I think everyone was just like, you, you, you just want to be there when a goalkeeper scores, don't you? You want to be there. You, you see it happen all around the grounds. You know, other teams do it. But a late equaliser on TV, that would have been amazing. Um, and of course, we had, we had a good little record with clean sheets until the last two games. Um, but yeah, good shout. Bono, over to you then, my friend. Mark and John have stolen most of the funder, but I'm sure you can bring some more funder. Player of the month, goal of the month, take it away. Yeah, so this is the thing about being in this like corner. Everybody else just kind of says what you are thinking, but in a much more eloquent way. Because as everybody knows, like I can't get straight to the point, really. I just go all around. A bit like the rail replacement buses did the other night on my way home from work, and it ended up taking about 45 minutes to get out of Ipswich. Um, so, yeah, the, the Walton thing would have been absolutely immense i mean i've only ever seen one keeper score and that was the ipswich southampton fa cup uh women's fa cup game last year when the southampton keeper who's about eight foot tall came up and scored a, a header didn't she uh that was pretty epic um yeah um gold of the month is the same as mark um chaplin's goal um yeah, it's not it's not a thunder bastard from thirty yards, but it was just a, such a nicely well worked uh, piece of team play, um, and we just carved them open, and and the and, and the finish was just absolutely sublime. Um, player of the month, um, it's not often that we're kind of spoilt for choice, is it? You know, the looking back at previous seasons, we've had one or two kind of good. Not even standout players, but at the moment, you know, there's not many people getting below a seven at the moment, is there? Um, but uh, player of the month is, yeah, like like Mark said, Leif Davis, every game he gets like 0.5 better in his ratings, doesn't he? Um, I watched some highlights earlier on of his, of his play the last few games and his confidence must be really, really good because he's getting the ball and he's knocking it past right backs and right wingers and kind of going around the back of them and 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 sticking in sticking in some really, really dangerous balls. And we've not had decent crosses really. Um, and that's a strong side of what we saw Wes Burns doing last year, where he was like smashing it low uh, for for uh, Bacalli on the beginning of last year. We'll never forget that. Um, the streets will not forget. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, the, the the Chaplin goal was brilliant. Um, and, yeah, what was I talking about? Leave Davis. But, yeah, again, it's like Walton's been immense. Evans has been immense. Harness has been fantastic. Um, yeah, we're just we, – we, we've got a good – it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's good. I like it. I can't wait to get there on Saturday. Oh, big game, big game, <laughs> massive game at Portland Road, pack up PR and all that. They're selling tickets for the U2. Buy them up, people. Come stand with me, even though we'll probably have to sit down because the, there'll be people in the box. But it's okay. It's only for like an hour and a half. It's fine. <laughs> no, do it. It's going to be great. And, um, of course, we'll cover Portsmouth in due course, of course, um, bring our predictions and all things Pompey. Now, time for some silly stuff. It's time for the strike. Mark Beck, Johnny Watson and Bono. Go head-to-head. Who will win the strike crown this week? Liam from Crew won it last week. Big up Liam from Crew. Out of nowhere, winning it. Um, let's see who will win it this week. We have four questions plus a tiebreaker. Um, we will we'll use it because I know you guys are just going to gamble it. you got to. 
you got to. Okay, then. First question is on Alex Bruce. Yeah, um, and he's celebrating his birthday this week, Alex Bruce. Um, now, shirt number time up for you, up for you, Bono. Let's see what shirt number did he wear at town? Was it four, five, or six? Very simple, <laughs> just got oh. the three defenders' numbers. Um, out of those, which one did he wear at town? Any memories of Alex Bruce? To... Fantastic player, great servant to the club. Loved watching him getting sent off when he played for Leeds. <laughs> My dad was your... dad. <laughs> he was always sick at like the start of the second half. Like I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it was nerves or anything. It was always like sick. Like it's really like, weird. Proper, like <laughs> yeah, it's really I, weird. I thought you meant like you know sick. The like the cool word. Like he was always oh, good sick. at the second half. Like. Ross, Ross, yeah. you, Ross, you know me. Do I look like the type of person that says the word "sick"? But no, no. But vomiting. Um, no, yeah. scored the goal at Chelsea, didn't he? When we, we did, we, we did we score first in that game. Yep, I can't remember. Did, didn't we? Or were we three yeah. nil down already? And yeah, I don't know. He scored. Yeah, I yeah, can't remember the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I went the second time. We lost like seven 0 Yeah, that was that was not a nice day. But um, yeah. Yeah, just trip to Stamford Bridge and all that. Um, yeah, good defender. Yeah, he did have a few red cards in his time, didn't he? Didn't he have a fight with Stephen Bywater as well, like his own teammate? Or was it was he playing for Derby at the time? Anyway, um, I know he had a fight, or it was like it wasn't like a massive fight, but uh, yeah, people will know. People will know what I'm talking about. We'll, we'll, I'll Google yeah. it in a minute. Um, but what shirt number then, boys? Alex Bruce, six five five. The correct answer is. Five oh. is five. Bono's lucky I, knew, I knew as soon as you put one hand up, it won't be six. I know I could have gone. <laughs> That's Brad because he's up in Norfolk, isn't he? Yeah, it could have been Ooh. Brad. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Could have been. That's six. Um, yeah, so, so far, <laughs> one one zero. But Mark, still plenty of questions to go. And uh, next question, he's on good old Reg Luke Varney. Also celebrates his birthday the same day as Alec Bruce. Um, he joined town originally on loan, of course, and he joined permanently and, of course, got that injury. But he joined town on loan from which club? Was it Blackburn, Leeds or Derby County? Ooh. He also played for Pompey as well. Just just another little connection to Pompey. Just to, yeah. End of his career, wasn't it? Who yeah. did he play for when he retired? Burton, wasn't it? Yeah. Or Cheltenham. Oh. Did he, a spell he was, I think it was Burton. Or he was a coach somewhere, wasn't he? One of them, he yeah. was. I swear, I think he helped. No, maybe he didn't. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to Google this while you guys still think of your answer. I'm just going to double check. I think it was Cheltenham. No, uh, no, it was Burton. He returned to Burton. Ignore that. Oh, no, he played for Corn. You know, Team Corn? With a the Q. Band. You with a Q. Yeah, no, not the band. <laughs> with a Q. Uh, he, he briefly played for them last year. He played nine games and then he retired. How old is he? He retired at 39. He's now... Yeah, he's at 39. Um, Well, yeah, he was 39 yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Luke. Good old Reg. Good old Reg Varney. I liked Um, him. He was good. Yeah, he was right. Remember that goal against QPR at home where the keeper just rushed out and it just went straight over him? Yeah. And then, like, Varney just tucked it away. Yeah. He also scored his own goal, didn't he, against us when he was playing for Burton? Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, 
But the big question is, lads, do you know which club he joined town on loan from? Was it Blackburn, Derby, or Leeds? Derby Leeds, isn't it? You are incorrect. He's actually oh. Blackburn. No. Yeah. I swear it's Leeds. No, no. He, he was he was that basically he started at Crew, then Charlton, then Derby, then Portsmouth, then Leeds. Then he joined Blackburn on loan, then joined Blackburn permanently on loan, uh, on permanent deal, and then he joined Ipswich on loan. So when did he go to Blackpool? Blackpool was no, uh, on loan when he was at Derby. Yeah. yeah a lot of he, played for, he played in the Prem. I know he played in the he Prem did. for them. He did indeed. Um, so no no points there that time. No All three there. of us were Leeds as well. All three of us yeah. Wrong we were convinced, convinced yeah, it was Leeds. Leeds. Even when, when, even when I said, you know, it's Blackburn, he went, no, it's Leeds. What are you talking about, Ross? <laughs> I, I, I try my best to do my research. Um, next question, one for you, I think, John. And that's your era as well, Bono. Neil Thompson. Yes. Celebrates. His what, a left foot. what a left foot. Can I just think, awesome player. Love Neil yeah. Thompson. Yeah. I was told Bono's got signed football with Neil Thompson. Thompson, yeah, up there, up there. If you're watching on video, I, I'm Neil. Hi, I mentioned you today. Not that he's watching this, so I don't know why I'm talking directly. Never know. Okay. I was talking to a South End fan today because didn't he smash one when we he got did. played? Late winner, one, I think. Late winner, when we were wearing that beautiful tangerine, yes, yeah, yeah. he could hit a ball, he could oh, hit yeah. a free kick, um, just a long range shot. He was a proper hard left back as well. Not dirty, just solid. Really good player. While we're talking about this, I've just put the answer in the question, so I'm just going to remove oh. that. Um, <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, no, talking about his goals. You're welcome for for my distraction then. That's good. That's good, because I would have known, I would have just brought it up. But um, yeah, how many goals did he score for town in 250 games? It's oh. a nice, a nice solid number of games, isn't it? That's brilliant. A quarter of a thousand. Yeah, I like that. 250. When I was looking at his games, in all competitions, 250 games. I don't know position he played, so that don't help. Left back. Left back. But he scored three kicks, though, didn't he? He scored three kicks. Took three kicks, some absolute belting three kicks. He was like he was like the Ronald Koeman of Ipswich Town. I feel like you're overselling him here. But... Well, Mickey Stockwell was on the right and Neil Thompson was on the left. Um, yeah, yeah. Neil Thompson was a proper hard-working full-back, great left foot, could put a challenge in. He looked like a, you know, when I, when I was a kid watching him, he was a proper man, like really strong yeah, physically, yeah. Um, good engine, got up and down the pitch. I think he came from... The, Scarborough. Yeah, but he played at Hull City before he came to us, I think, or did he go to Hull City? Um, I'm sure he do, went you know, do you know what Scarborough's nickname is? Or was because they they went bust and reformed, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Carry on, mate. Sea dogs, sea dogs, <laughs> sea dogs. Yeah, called the sea dogs. <laughs> Good old sea dogs. Not <laughs> the sea dog. Um, but you were right, John. Um, he joined town from Scarborough, but he also had a spell at Hull City before Scarborough. Because Scarborough, but yeah, they were a football league club, weren't they? You know, under Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock, like yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they they are now back as a club, aren't they? But I think they're playing. are they like AFC Scarborough or something like that? Scarborough, Scarborough Athletic, and Jonathan Greening is their manager. Remember him? Oh, long yeah. hair. He was a yeah, long hair. Yeah. Oh, not like Neil Thompson. Sorry, Neil. 
<laughs> not bad looking bloke. Of course, Neil Neil Thompson's at Sheffield Wednesday, and he is a youth coach. Did you do a good um, Ross Meets with Neil? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and if you want to find that, that in the archive, a yeah. good chat with Neil. Um, it was very weird because yeah, I was speaking to him, but I never watched him play. But it's just one of those things. Like I got an opportunity to speak to him. Why not? But yeah, go and check it out. Really good chat with him about his time at town and all that. You know, some great moments. But big question now, boys: How many goals did he score in two hundred fifty games? 32, 17, 17. 17 here. <laughs> wow, Mark. Um, of course, if you get it bang on, you get double the points. That's because I can um, see I can see Bono's page if I look down. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one's got it bang on, though. It is 23. 23. Oh. So let me get the maths quickly. 23. Six, yeah, I think, yeah, it is. Bono and Mark have got the points, so it is 2-1-1. So Bono going to the final question, he can win it here, or is Mark and John going to steal it to take it to a tiebreaker? And the final question is on Marcus Harness, of course, taking on his former club this weekend. Um, now, yeah, beautiful eyes, beautiful eyes. And also, you don't want to mess with him either because he's a black belt in whatever he knows. Jiu-jitsu. Roundhouse, yeah. yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's the word. He started training in Ipswich at, at a club. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. Um, if you said there's some good guys there. So um, but I think we, we want to set something up. You know, Heath versus Marcus Arnas. No, not. Um, now, the big question, though. The big question. Middle name. We always want to know what middle names are all the players. Now, what is oh. Marcus Arnas' middle name? Three options here, boys. Oh, there's three options. There's three options. You don't don't got to think of like a million bloody um, men. No, it's something weird though, isn't it? I know it's something weird. When they announced the full squad list, I remember seeing this one. But there was quite a few. Do you know when they announced? Yeah, they did. Everybody's names. Dapo's got massive, isn't he? Dapo has got like loads, isn't he? He's Nigerian. Yeah, true. I I I remember like massive names. Many, many, many names. Um, now, Marcus Arnas' middle name. Is it Anthony, Frederick, or Stephen? Stephen with a V. Stephen. Anthony, Frederick, Stephen. Yeah, think it in your head. Marcus, Anthony Arnas. Marcus, Frederick Arnas. Marcus, Stephen Arnas. Any good options as well. Because it's, 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 it's his surname. He's got a double-barrel yeah, turnout, yeah, isn't Mize, he? Isn't it? Mize, Harness, Mize Harness. Mize Harness, yeah. 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 You've done your research, Ross. Yeah, I had to. I had to do the fight his middle name. <laughs> Shame it wasn't road signs, eh? Oh, no. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice yeah. Your friend Marcus. Marcus road signs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Marcus yeah. Ford. 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 I know what Ford is now, boys. I know what Ford is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, fun fact, everybody. Yeah, road signs got me. Bugging me on this bloody Yeah, I got the no entry one right. I think. <laughs> stop, stop! Did you get one right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red light and all that. Stop at the red light. Um, okay then, Bono. We'll start with you because you're leading. What are you gone for? Anthony. Anthony. Same Mark. name as me. Middle name. I went Frederick. Frederick. Fre- two Frederick. Fredericks. The correct answer is Marcus Anthony Harness. So Bono has won this week. 3-1 
on the night. 3-1-1 three, one, three, one, one on the night. Well, I'm a Mark but, Anthony as well. That's, very nice. We'll, very we've good. had this before. We've had this before on the podcast, haven't we? I think we, we I think we had Bloomers and a few other people. And we, I think I had another middle name. And I'll, I'm going to ask you guys, what's your middle name? So we know what Mark's middle name is. John, what's your middle name? I haven't got one. Oh, one of those. I'm a, I'm a Jonathan. So my mum and dad said my name was long enough. So I'm just a Jonathan Watson. Boring as. Yeah, but you have King of the North. Yeah. Like, yeah that's a prefix. Yeah. Or Big John Watson, or as Heathy said, was it eight litres or something? My bladder, yeah. somebody once <laughs> shouted at me out when we were standing in the pub. So, to be fair, I've had plenty of bad nicknames, which I'm not going to share with you, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no middle name. It's okay. Matt, what's yours? AK View from you too, AK Bono? Uh, James. James. Matty Martin. James. Yeah, MJ. Oh, yours bingo, Ross. Ross Bingo uh, Halls. That's David. <laughs> David. Did you famously forget your middle name, Ross? Can yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did. Ross. Yeah, that was that was um, not 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 a um, fine moment for myself. That was uh, yeah, that was last year. Once I don't know, yeah, I don't know what was going on about with that. Yeah, but yeah, I think you were just tired, overly. Tired. I was tired, overly tired. Oh, I think I was overly tired for the test today as well. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Stop, it's all good. Stop burning the candle at both ends, Ross. Yeah, <laughs> you need to yeah. do. You just on a separate note, we were talking about your fantastic Ross meats. I think Mike Bacon hashtag more bacon needs to do a top five Ross meats with Ross Roscoe. His fabulous introductions that he does for you. Yeah. Um, I think for me, up there would be Jamie Peters because I, I wanted to speak to Jamie, Jamie Peters. I just wanted to speak to him for ages and I finally spoke to him and he was just unbelievable. He was just, I just loved chatting to him. Maybe George not the best ever He was, he, that was a good yeah, one. You did. George, George was good. Um, yeah, we're going on a bit of a tangent here. We'll, we'll, we can talk about this another day. But yeah, go in the archives, ladies and gentlemen. Search Ross Meats. There's plenty there. Always good to, you know, catch up on them if you haven't already. But some great I think it helped a lot of people. Um, during COVID times and lockdown times there, Ross, because I know we all had slightly different pace of life and I enjoy listening to them massively. You know, sometimes players you might not have been into as much, but I remember listening to loads of them and just finding out, find them really fascinating. So massive kudos to you for all them. They all became my boys as well, as you all know. I always get, yeah. <laughs> Shane O'Connor, Ronan Murray, all the Irish lads, they all became my boys. Um, but there we Some go. Some of them were really Irish as well. Very Irish. None Very of this, Irish. none of this FIFA grandparent rule, like proper Irishmen. Right, they're back in Ireland. They were back in Ireland yeah. as well, uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, check them out, guys. Ross meets on the podcast um, feed. You'll find them. Some great chats. Um, but yeah, Bono. Big question is now: Are you going to gamble? I'm happy to reveal that I will be. Gambling. Let's do this. Come on. It's gamble all or nothing, mother. Please gamble responsibly. Please. Yes, of course. Of the course. fun stops. Stop. Yes, definitely. Um, now, of course, you've got to get a bang on though, John and Mark. So you know to to actually win. Um, and the final question, the big tiebreaker, is on Emir Hughes. Good old Hughesy. Um, how many games did he play for Town? How many games? 
Ooh. Have we got a right one? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. It's always injured. I haven't, always injured. Even, I haven't even got time to Google this on my phone. Um, um, excuse me? <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> it's fine. Like fine. Liam from Crew, you know. Joking. Ooh. Good guy, great yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't know if you had another monitor. People would have two monitors, you know, one that's. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys. Oh, let's see that. I'm going, I'll stick with that. Okay. I like, I like this. I like the thinking process. It's a really hard one, this, because he was he's there for bloody ages. It was so never played. Yeah. I once saw him running up the stairs at Ipswich Railway Station. His leg, his left leg, absolutely covered in the kinesiatic tape that I'm still unsure of the benefits when he was <laughs> injured. And I'm yeah. thinking, you ran up those steep staircases quickly, sunny boy. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the answer, shall we? Yeah. Um, never going to be invited. Oh, I'm not far away. 53, 52, 58. Oh, well, you're all in the you're all in the right ballpark. No bang ons, though. No bang ons. Fifty five. Oh, fifty five. That is two away, Johnny Watson. Two away. How many years was he with us? Fifty five games. That's that's shambolic. Seventeen so years. <laughs> Yeah, he, scored, he originally signed on loan in 2017 in January, and then was here um, for the rest of that season. And then, of course, he left. Cardiff. No, in Wigan. 2021. Wigan. That's Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah. Emmy Hughes, Danny Chantner. Yeah. So, Bono, you have one overall, but good effort, lads, on the tiebreaker. Speech I'm, as always. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to dedicate this. I'm going to dedicate this actually to um, the hairy ass. Um, Scottish Australian Cameron Burgess for for what what, what appears to be an absolutely tremendous uh, uh, facial maxilla maxillaman uh, injury um, orbital eye socket thing. What an absolute trooper! He came in, he made that hand side absolutely his, and then he gets an innocuous knee to the face that would yeah. probably like kill, kill me. Most yeah, yeah, kill most people. Like your bit of your skull would go into your brain and you just die. Um, but he got, good, just got up, didn't he? Yeah, he just got up. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Held his head for a bit, sat up. Thought, yeah, I'm feeling a bit groggy. He, yeah. he didn't. He didn't try to run it off though. I was about. I was like, come on, try and run it off. But no, no magic sponge. Get well soon, Cam and Sean Aluko and yes. Greg Lee, a fellow hard bastard with his compression fracture. After running around on it, you know, but hey, sorry, I swore. My bad. Yeah, family show, guys. I, I know that's kind of a, a bad link, but in some ways, me just jumping on the back of you, praising your taking your victory and praising, you know, these players. But hopefully, that's the share of our injuries. Do you know what I mean? Three out of a, your, your main squad. I'm putting Jay. Oh, yeah. Well, we brought him injured, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but. That's three who have all featured or, or were featuring regularly in the first team or coming off the bench. You know, mm. they, they would have been in your match day squad every time. That's three out. And so when we talk about when we talk about September, actually, we, we forget we've lost a Luco. We're, we've now lost our, uh, you know, maybe one of the reasons Leif Davis is having such a good time is Greg Lee's been so good and pressed them hard and challenged that, you know, a competition for places kind of theory, you know. Um, because he knows that there's somebody very capable that will, you know, 
when Miles Kenlock's on the bench or something, maybe you don't, you don't feel the same kind of thing. So, um, you know, let's hope that's all of our injuries for a while. Cameron and speaking of left backs, Matt Penny got a uh, player of the month yes. for um, well, who is it? Yeah, she's good, thanks. I like it, I like it. We bring, we bring, yeah. your, we bring everything on this podcast, many good puns. Um, yeah, we're thinking that all day, we're thinking of that all day. Um, now, boys, it's time to get serious, so without our fun, it's time to get serious. Town debate time. Big town debate. Mark Beck, John Watson, Bono. Time in debate. I want some. Have we got a jingle for this? Oh, I should get a jingle. Yeah, in the future, when I get a budget, there'll be a jingle. I'll, I'll have a think, a little think. But um, Bono, you, you know, you know what to do. Um, if you if you ever watch Game Day, I'm sure you do watch Game Day. Let's do a question. Um, but the music that is part of the pictures is uh, Bono's creation. It's, I think it's Waterfront Swagger, isn't it? I think it's called. Yep, Waterfront Swagger, named after yeah. when I. And everybody, when we swagger along the waterfront. Yeah. But usually, little little peek behind the curtain here. Um, when I swagger along the waterfront, I have um, Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty playing in my head. What a saxophone. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. There's a great okay. backstory to how that song was created as well. But anyway, let's get back to the... Because we've had our fun. Yes. The big... Big debate. Big debate. Big debate. Yes. The big debate with Ross. Very deep Ross. voice. Very deep voice. We need John um, Peter voice. Sponsored yeah. by Selco. <laughs> it's Builders well. Warehouse. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about the debate this week then. Um, the debate is on Rakeem Harper. Um, he dropped an interview with BBC Exeter. Um and he's basically, you know, he's at Exeter at the moment, um, on loan, looking to kickstart his career. And he, he, the big one is, I'm here to really knuckle down, um, become best version of myself. And Mark, I'm going to start with you, my friends. Does he have a future, future at town? Um, it's in his hands. It's up to him, really, if he wants to have a future with us, really. I think McKenna's been a very... For giving an open manager, you look at the likes of Luke Wolfenden and Caden Jackson, who John said earlier, and I, I would agree, has had a really good month. You know, he's he's proven that he's been able to bring players in from the cold and give them a role in the squad, no matter how big or small. Obviously, Wolfie's been fundamental to what we do, and Jackson has played his part in a way, not always starting games, but contributing when he does get his minutes. So, it's in Rakeem's hands, really. Um, I saw the game he played against Forest Green, where Exeter absolutely tramps them four 0 at the new. Is it the new lawn? Is that what it's called? I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, he's he's got an absolute sitter over the bar there. But he did win him a penalty with a you know, it was a dubious high foot. But watching the game there, I mean, it, Exeter are a very settled side, and you could tell that he was the lone player, like. They were doing their passing patterns, and he was sort of, sort of dithering around the middle, trying to get on the ball. So, I mean, but at least he's starting games and been given opportunities there, which is good for us. Really, we've really struggled in the last few years to get players into good loans. And you look at Idris El Mazzuni, I don't think he's, I don't think he's been substituted off in a game either. But he's playing for Leighton Orient, who are doing even better than we are in the league. They're doing fantastically, and he he capped that off with a goal at 
the weekend as well, I believe. So um, hopefully Rakeem takes the opportunity with both hands and, you know, becomes a back and really is off, able to fight for his place. Because, I mean, if you look at it, El Mazzuni is going to be doing the same thing. You've got Don Ball, Lee Evans, Panuche Kamara, who we've not seen yet, but I've got really high hopes for. Sam Morsi is is irreplaceable at times. It's going to be difficult for him, but it's not impossible. He's just got to want it bad enough. So, you know, it's a good loan for him and we'll keep an eye on his progress. But does he have a future at town? I don't think he does. At, the, at this moment in time, he doesn't. But he, the only person that can change that is Rakeem Harper. Indeed, well said. And uh, of course, if he is currently... Oh. He's, he's not very happy that we're probably talking about Rakeem Harper's future. What are you talking about? He's on loan, doing really well. We'll come back and he'll be back in the starting 11, but we shall see. John, take it away, my friend. A real Rakeem mixed Harper. bag. A real mixed bag for me because when he signed, I thought he could be really a cracking player for us. And, you know, under Cook, we saw almost Cook's managerial career kind of almost matches Harper's talent career in the sense of started with real expectation and then uh went a bit odd and then drifted into nothingness um you know he, he ended up playing coming off the bench i was standing with bono on the u2 at one match and he came on as a, like one of the number 10s towards the end didn't he you know um i really think he's got a lot of attributes he's powerful he's energetic he's got m good mobility he's got strength um, he can clearly play, just hasn't come together for him. And I was just, I've got the quote, what some of his quotes in front of me, just from the BBC website. And it says, I'm a strong believer that um, uh, I've always surrounded myself with people that have always said to me, never have any regrets and always just work towards being the best version of yourself. If you focus on what, what, what ifs and what could have been for a lot of people, it's going to lead to more pressure and more distress and unhappiness. I think for a period, that's how I did feel. I had a lot of weight on my shoulders because I did look back to the past quite a lot. So maybe he wasn't in a great place, but, you know, why, why didn't it work out a crew? Why why it didn't work out Ipswich? There's something there, and I'm not saying it's about his attitude. I don't know the guy. Um, I think in McKenna, we've got a, a decent man and a fair man you know, um, who will have some honest conversations with all the players. So I think Harper will probably know if there is no chance of him getting in or whether he's got some chance. And you, you would like to think that McKenna and Ashton said, listen, McCain, things haven't worked out for you yet. Go and get lots of games under your belt and be, start showing what you can do. And then you, but let's hope we're, we go up. If we're in the championship, we want to strengthen our team, don't we? So if we've already got Morsi, who's done it in the championship, Evans, who's been in the championship, and Ball, who's been in the championship, and they're at two from three, if you like. And then we've got um, Camera as well, who, you know, I'm excited to see at some point when he's fit. It's going to be, even if we don't go up, could any of us say Harper's going to be a certainty to be back in the squad, even if he has a great season at Exeter? And that's a question mark. I'm an optimist that hopes we go up. So if we're in the championship, can I see Harper being a championship player for us? And I've got to say at this moment, I say 
unfortunately not. I, I hope, I hope, I hope he does really well, and then we have to make some tough decisions. But clearly, I hope we go up. I just can't see him being a championship player for us because our team hopefully is progressing, and we'll probably add more quality than that. So, you know, I don't know. It's a season-long loan. I presume he can be called back at Christmas. Um, I guess. All it would take is an injury or two. Um, and then does Idris or Harper come back in and become part of the squad? I hope we don't get any injuries, so I hope we don't have to consider that. But so I always like to think the door's open, but it's 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 an unlikely one for me. And that disappoints me because I thought when he signed, he was one of the signings, one of those 19 when you looked at, I thought, God, this player might be, you know. On my Twitter feed, one of the pictures of I think me and Bono are in right at the front of the U2, um, just in front of where Mark stands, um, on the corner, and there's Piggott and Harper on the picture. And I think, God, that's only a year ago, this time last year. And half the players in, in that photograph, not even in the squad, the manager's changed, the squad's changed. So, yeah, just a shame it didn't work out for him. And I, I can't see it changing. No, no. The dream, Rakeem. The dream, Harper. Uh, Bono, final word, then, my friend. This recent town debate. Um, a lot's been said, and, and yeah, you are right, sadly, when you are the final man. A lot of the fun has been taken, but I'm sure you'll still add some great content. Um, you know, he was linked with some so many clubs, weren't he? So many clubs in his early days. Um, he has played in the Premier League before, but um, last year at Crew, Crew were pretty much down, weren't they, really? Um, so it wasn't a great loan spell. Exeter, they're doing really well actually. A lot, of, a lot of people thought they were going to struggle, but they're doing pretty well in the top half of the table. But Rakeem Harper, does he have a future at town? Some people go, is this even relevant at the moment? It's a nice little discussion. You've got to discuss other players because he's still contract with the club. What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, it's a great points raised by the boys there about Rakeem, the dream Harper, who, yeah, like you said, came with so much. Almost a bit of fanfare. I mean, he finished the season for West Brom the season before he signed for us. He was starting Premier League games, wasn't he? I think he played eight um, that season towards the, towards the end. And like John said, we kind of got him, and it's like you know he could all you know is he going to be like our Yaya Torre type guy? Um, you know, big, athletic, rangy, box to box, powerful, um, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work out for him. He's well, well down the pecking order. And you think we've got Morsey, Evans, Bull, um, Panuch, Camera, um, Cameron Humphreys, Idris El Mazzuni. What is he, eighth choice to go in two positions? Um, it's a shame. Um, obviously, he had that clangor, didn't he, against Colchester in the League Cup, where he did a reckless, reckless pass across his own box and they scored. Um, and I think, yeah, preseason friendly against South End. He came on and it's just, you know, the ball just kept on bouncing off him. And I was like, oh God. So maybe he's gone away to get a bit of confidence back. Um, but yeah, I think it's a little bit like, yeah, I, I I don't think it's going to work out for him, sadly. Which is a shame, but, you know, it's football. Things like that happen. And you look at what John said last year with, with Piggott, Piggott and Harper and 
half half the players are left. Norwood, Bon, Penny, all all the others. Hadkey's on the bench. Over to you, John. I was going to say, and I know um, Heathy listens to this pod sometimes, but the, I think Rakeem the Dream Harbour is exactly the reason why Mark's not given anybody a nickname this year because we all love Heathy. I think he's a great host and uh, makes me laugh and keeps the whole thing um, ticking together. But when he chooses his players, my God, he's cursed them, hasn't he? I think I sometimes put the jinx on people. But um, So we really need to keep Heathy in check. He's not allowed to um, give any of our new signs ever a nickname again because, you know, um, Rakeem the Dream is exactly the reason why it doesn't work. I'm sure Heathy is listening and he's now been told by the King of the North. Um, I'm sure I'll get a, a direct message from Heathy and going, I've been told by John Watson, but there we go. Well said, my friend. Well, that is the... Suggested, no, suggested yeah, not suggested. told. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's probably the proper wording there. Uh, we won't be kicked off air, I don't think. Um, Fan social, hopefully we'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but there we go, another town debate done. It's now talk about more debate, really. And it's all it's becoming a regular feature, will become a regular feature for the next few months because um it's always good chatting about beer and spirits and all that stuff. Of course, be you know sensible, you know, responsible with, with drinking alcohol as well. But your free beer and spirit tap support and road. What is your ultimate lineup? Um Mark Beck, over to you to start off. Right. So I'm probably gonna side with Mr. Mark Heath here, and I'm not really a big ale drinker. So uh, there's, there's a little bit of pretentiousness about ale drinking. I, I do believe at times that I, I get a little bit of a disapproving look from Bono there. Uh, not from you, Bono, but from cert- certain people. And they look down on their down their pint glass at you for drinking lager. But I, I do like a lager and it does does make me happy. And I, I like the social element of drinking more than what I'm drinking. So it doesn't always necessarily matter what's in the glass as long as it's not flat or horrible so my three now if anyone who knows me very well i love guinness so guinness would be on there but there is caveats to having it at portman road so i would have guinness so long as it's not um with a surge plate because that's not right where they put it in a can and pour it and or nitro surge it's got to be a proper proper tap and it's got to be served in a glass not in a plastic cup so i'd like to think if i got my way there would be a dedicated guinness section where it doesn't get thrown about no one thrown is throwing beers or anything we get in our little corner and we respect guinness and we compare how well they've been poured and we just enjoy our guinnesses and have a nice healthy debate about football so guinness would be number one you can drink it all year round i don't care what people say you can drink it in the summer you can drink it in the winter whenever you all the spring or the autumn whenever you want to drink it um i'd also have blue moon for the summer so i like a bit of blue moon and a bit of orange in the top if you ever had that it is sensational in the summer so that would be a lovely addition so there probably would be orange segments thrown away i'm, I'm adding to the club's bill here they're it's gonna have to buy it's very middle class this tap isn't it it's almost like yeah. a rugby stadium so far. it is a it is a bit but i hate rugby so um yeah blue, blue moon is 
lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm up in the budget. Get the oranges in, and there'll be oranges everywhere in the North Lower when sort of they, the the youth go around singing their songs and lobbing their six pound pints at each other, whatever they do before the game. Um, and then just a good old classic solid lager. I think it gets a lot of bad press. Um, I've actually got a hat of it actually somewhere. Hang on. Oh, okay. love it. Yeah. I am Ooh. a Stella fella. I think Stella Artoris is a lovely drop and very versatile lager. Then Belgian monks knew what they were doing when they made that all those years ago. So, um, yeah, that would be my three. I mean, I, I like spirits, but I like be mixed cocktails. I can't see me getting an old-fashioned in the bottom of the North Lower. I mean, I'm, sometimes I do fancy a whiskey. The performances are that bad. You kind of want something to sort of take away the hurt, but yeah. um, no. So Guinness, Blue Moon, and Stella Artois. I know it's Artois, but I call it Artois. I love this this deliberate mispronunciation. You'd fit in well <laughs> in in Bono Towers, Mark. Good. That's a good a good taps. Good taps. Once again, it's your own taps. It's your taps. You know, you got you got to please your palate. Um, so there we go, Johnny Watson. I'm intrigued. What is your free? Well, it depends if I'm being purely selfish or trying to look after people. On this occasion, um, I'm going to allow myself to uh, just indulge me because, you know, don't always do that. So it's nice to think of yourself. So at the moment, my favourite go-to um, drink, when I, I don't drink that much in the house. I'm a much more, a bit like Mark. I'm a social drinker. I enjoy having a drink with people. Um party or a match or whatever I don't um, necessarily have that much to drink in the house maybe one or two on the weekend um, but I love Hazy Jane I just absolutely love Hazy Jane so I'd have Hazy Jane every day of the week at the moment if I could um, that's a brew dog um, beer it's uh, I like punk IPA but I think Hazy Jane's my favorite I've tried it with Hazy Jane with guava have you tried that one but that's an interesting little flavor um, it's Bit of a, it's not really a strong ale, but it is an ale of sorts. Um, I think I think it's lovely. I, I know it's a bit pretentious these days when ales are cloudy again, but um, hey, it tastes good, and I I, I like it. Um, my second one would probably be Ghost Ship because that's what I drink when I'm at um, the Greyhounds um, before the match with um, these fine gents and other people, and uh, I. I Living in Donny and being from the northeast, it's not a, a pint I get up here at all. So I would probably have a, a pint of ghost ship because it makes me think about Ipswich because that's my drink when I'm there at the moment. If I was going to put, I did think about Guinness because if I'm only having one pint somewhere and it's a good pint, and I'm Mark's bang on here, you can't have a, a, a crappy poured pint again. It has to be cold, it has to be in a glass, it has to be. Filled and weighted, you know, done right. Guinness is good. That was on my list. I also, I love Jack Daniels and Coke. So I might have, a, that might be on a mixer. But for all time's sake, being a Sunderland boy, when I grew up in Sunderland, there was a big brewery called Vox. And Sunderland's shirt used to be sponsored by Vox Breweries. And uh, the famous one was the Double Maxim and that kind of thing. Um, but there was a beer called Lampton's. Um, that Vaux made, and I felt that I just could. It was like the first bitter I could drink and really enjoy. 
Um, one of my mates' uh, dads uh, used to work at Vaux or know somebody who did and used to get crates of it for us. And we all used to have some lamptons in the house. And it was just my go-to drink. So for all time's sake, the brewery doesn't exist anymore and the, the brand doesn't exist anymore. But if I could bring it back that for sentimental reason, I had Vaux Lampton on, on the third pump. So go ship, Hazy Jane and Lamptons. I'm a bit of an ale man and a, or a bitter man. So... Um, they're my three selfish um, indulgences. I like it. I like a good taps, good taps, Johnny boy. Um, Bono, over to you then, my friend. I mean, once again, I'm intrigued. What are you going to bring us? Are you going to be selfish? Or are you going to please the massive of the U2? Yeah, so I'm a, obviously a man of the people. So I'm going to I'm going to try and try kind of have something for everybody and as everybody knows i do like a drink however 30 days ago i stopped drinking so there you go so i'm just not drinking there you go breaking news yeah breaking news um so what am i gonna have there's so many good beers like so when i went to the czech republic Mark's, but that's that's it. Yeah, tenuous link to Mark's shirt. Um, there's a beautiful beer called Krusevice, which is beautiful. That's not going to be on the tap. Uh, when I went to Finland, they've got a beer called Lapin Kulta, which means Lapland's gold. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Um, that's not going to be on tap. What is going to be on tap, Bono? Just tell us. Well, um, Brett Johnson, Brett Matthew Johnson um acquired a large stakeholding in the athletic brewing company low to no alcohol beers and i bought some and shout out brett great investment because that is some of the best no slash low alcohol beer i've ever had um i had plenty of no alcohol stuff because i used to work behind a bar i used to go on about it i can make cocktails blah 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 um no alcohol beer used to taste like liquid bread um it actually tastes like beer and you don't get a hangover, which when you're in your 40s, I'll stop you there. I know I don't look it. Um, you can have three beers, wake up and just feel like utter dog turd. Um, so I'm going to have something from Brett Johnson's company. Um, I think Golden Dawn I had. Absolutely fantastic. Um, we're going to have a cider option for the more discerning gentlemen. We are going to have um, Thatcher's Blood Orange Cider, which... I'd have a bath in it, not at the moment because I'm not drinking, but it's just, it is just so, so nice. And for Mark's friends in the SBRL, right in the corner when they're throwing stuff, going to have Madri because it's just a, a nice, it's a nice drink. It has to be drunk really, really cold though. So I bought some, didn't chill it down, didn't enjoy it too much. That kind of tasted a little bit like bread. But when it's at like two degrees, so top tip listeners, Get your bottle of lager, stick it in a freezer, 45 minutes, set a timer. Don't don't kill your beer, don't waste it to the freezer and get it out. Perfect. Bada bing, bada boom. We've gone over the magic hour plus minute mark, but we've still got to talk about the big game this weekend. Pompey, pack out PR. It's going to be electric atmosphere. 28,000 restricted views now available. £20, roll up, roll up, get your tickets. Big. Second versus third. Danny Cowley versus Kieran McKenna. Uh, Pompey, of course, still unbeaten. Um, Mark, thoughts, prediction. What do you reckon? 
very, very big, big game. Um, not must win, but certainly must not lose, I would say. Um, I think that's been echoed around many a solid ITFC platform in the last few days. Um, we know what the Cowleys are all about. Um, I think I think they get a little bit of a harsh criticism at times. They do they do do some dirty stuff from time to time, but it is proper Mike Bassett, blood and guts, run and gun four four two football for most of the time. And I mean that makes for good football sometimes. It does create a lot of goals at both ends. And yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how that style comes up against a fully fledged and fully coached Kieran McKenna side who are off the back of two losses, which I mean, two losses, one loss, sorry, two games without a win. We'll say that. Um, it felt like but, a loss for Wednesday. Yeah, it did. Feel, it did feel like a loss. Um, but yeah, to see how we respond now from having that disappointment, because we've been there when, you know, the, the back end of last season where it was, Literally, we had to win to even have the slightest chance of making sixth in the playoffs. Whereas now it's kind of, okay, we've had a couple of setbacks. Can we go and do what so many teams before us have done and we wish we could do? The likes of, of Rotherham, who, whose manager is now at Derby, um, who got them all their success. You know, where they've gone, right, we've had a draw and a loss and then they've gone on a mad run where they've won three games in a row you know we need to see that response certainly not going to be easy against Portsmouth some very good players there not going to see Joe Piggott I feel so sorry for Joe Piggott because he's gone to Portsmouth you know I thought he'd be him and Colby Bishop would link up and would be you know one and two and be the main men for, for Portsmouth this season but looks like he's been upstaged by Dane Scarlett who i I mean, I don't play FIFA anymore, but I believe he's a bit of a FIFA wonder kid from Tottenham. Um, and then I think they've got Josh Caroma, who can play on the left, but up top as well. So, poor old Joe Piggott's gone from third, fourth choice at Ipswich to third, fourth choice at Portsmouth, where he's not even a permanent player there, which is a real shame for him. But um, no, you know, there's a lot of talent in that, in that Portsmouth squad. You know, Ronan Curtis is still there, who can be one of the best players in this division on his day. Doesn't always turn up a bit like Marcus Harness at times, I believe, which is a bit of a gripe Pompey fans had about both of them in the summer when both were looking to leave. Um, Colby Bishop, we know what he can do. He's, he's put us to the sword a couple of times at, at, at Accrington. Um, Marlon Pack, very experienced. Michael Morrison, Sean Raggett, some very good players in that Portsmouth team. We'll have to be at our best to beat them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a draw, um, but I'd love, I'd love it, I'd love it if we beat them. In the words of Kevin Keegan, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, like I said, with my September roundup, we, we could probably afford another loss. It'll be unfortunate if it's back-to-back losses, but if we can replicate the same points total that we've had for the first ten games in our next ten, that takes us right up to December where we play. Peterborough at home, so a tough game on paper. Obviously, we've got to see how they do in their next 10 games. That'll be another good run for us. And yeah, we can afford to lose. I really hope we don't. I don't think we will. And I really hope we win. I like it. What's your score prediction? You've gone for a draws? 
We go one for? one. One one. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm going for. It's it's an easy one to go for, but one one I'll be happy with that. Um, oh, of course I'll be happy if we win. Of course, well, that's what I want us to do. Um, Johnny Watson, what do you reckon then? Big crowd, big occasion, a lot of talking points. Forward yeah, prediction. I agree with you know Mark's highlighted lots of their players, and you you could keep going, couldn't you? There's there's a lot of good players in their squad in their team. Um. There's suddenly, be, I know Andy was saying on the main pod about kind of that little bit of um, gripe between Ipswich and Portsmouth over the last few games. You know, we turned them over at their place, didn't we? Um, yeah, checkbook FC and all that kind of nonsense. Um, my head says 1 1 draw, my heart says 2 1 win. So I'm going for my heart because I uh, absolutely love our club and I want to be optimistic because I said I'm still feeling positive. So, yes. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. That's why I'm crap on um, predictions because I never get them right. Um, I, my, my true heart always wants to say 4-1 Ipswich, but then I've lost so much money over the years. I could have bought the club. Um, <laughs> um, if all those bets had come in, I probably should have bought the club. Um, it's going to be a tough game. And I, I want to see a response. I want to see um, if we take the lead. I want us to see us be a little bit more, um, not disciplined, but a little bit more resilient, I think, than we were away at Chef Way, where the crowd, we need to use the crowd the way Hillsborough crowd turn the, you know, we, we need to keep the, the opposition. Throwing being, things, keep throwing things at referees and linesmen. <laughs> no, I'm not encouraging that, Mark. I'm just needing to What I mean is, just, you know, I'm, it's twice I've mentioned Man United. It's, I'm turning into Liam for a crew. Um, um, but do you know that kind of belief that under Fergie that Man United were always going to have late pressure and always, you know, you could almost sense there's going to be injury time and they were going to pile on the pressure. If we're behind, I want teams to feel, oh my God, we've got to hang on here because they're going to hit us with everything. And that's not something we particularly have done well. Um, so whatever, I think we can score. We, we've got players in the team who can make things happen and score goals. You know, you wouldn't bet against Chaplin getting a goal or let's hope Wes Burns starts firing on his highest cylinders rather than just the cylinders he's been on so far. Um, but, oh yeah, let's just, let's get, let's get a victory. It'd be lovely to kind of, it would be lovely to beat them. It would be lovely to send them a message and, and to stop people going, oh, we never beat, beat, big, big, big teams. You know, I don't want to start talking ourselves into the, all these bullshit things again. I, I want to believe that actually we're a good side. McKenna picks a good team for each game. He gets a lot of tactical things right. He makes good substitutions. He knows our strengths and he knows how to try to make those changes um, for each opposition. So let's not start going back to all the crap from before. Let's just go. We can win games. We've proven already. What is it? Six wins, three draws, one loss. Why can't this be another win on Saturday? So, 2-1. Come on, you blues. I like it. Battle speech from the King of North there. Bono then, to wrap up the podcast and the Portsmouth game, Pompey come to town. What do you reckon then, my friend? The, uh, Portsmouth, bless them. They are going to have a, an absolutely torrid, torrid day on Saturday. It's going to be a very, very long and ultimately fruitless 
uh, journey from Hampshire to Suffolk as the Super Blues of Ipswich Town will be defeating Portsmouth and the guy that rings the bell with the dreadlocks, who's actually a really respected jeweller in his uh, personal life. Uh, we're going to beat them 3 nil. Uh, Marcus Harness, the ghost of Marcus Harness, uh, is going gonna, is gonna to come back and uh, haunt them. Um, with other goals from the muscle hamster, um, Scott, not Scott Chaplin. Oh, I went to school with a guy called Scott Chaplin. I keep bloody calling him that. Uh, Connor Chaplin. And we're going to see a Luke Wolfenden header from a Lee Evans. Sorry, the fly on my keyboard. Uh, Lee Evans corner. And you know what? Like John said, we're going to put all those naysaying, I respect their right to an opinion, um, but all those uh, naysayers that, oh, we never beat the big boys and we shouldn't be playing Forest Green. And I remember when we beat St Etienne. It's 2022. Let's just beat everybody and go on an amazing run and get 100 points and 100 goals. Who's with me? Come on. And I knocked my flag. Look. <laughs> I am serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all serious. I like, like Michael I Sheen. Yeah. Michael Sheen. Oh, I'm invoking the grandparent rule. I've made myself available to whoever the manager of Wales is. Um, yeah. yeah, him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, not the other bloke. Um, so we'll move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> the, po the poet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But do you think Kieran McKenna does that in the dressing room? What poetry? He reads out like a poem or a speech, like Michael Sheen did. I don't know. Like the like like of Merthyr rolling over the hills. <laughs> Maybe it's like our Lauren Lauren. He is Northern Irish. He's very. He's, I do like Kieran and his clothing range. Love it. Yeah. Love, loves his Hugo Boss. Loves his Hugo Boss. Is it um, in between? Is in I between thought... like. Paul Tisdale and Scott Parker. He's not gone for like the what was it five hundred quid jumper that Scott Parker had. Yeah, whatever it was. Like the, the Marks and Spencer Autumn Collection. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not a tracksuit. Where is he? He's not a tracksuit. No. I think on the training ground he is. He probably is. But match he day, he likes a half a half zip jumper. Yeah, he loves a half zip jumper. This is next next week on the fan social. Kira McKenna's top three outfits. Yes, stay tuned, ladies. <laughs> I'm, stay I'm tuned. looking forward to the wind, like you know, his winter range. Like what's, mm. what he's going to have. He brings, I like the, I love the Mac. I love the Mac. The Mac is very Kira McKenna. Yeah. On that note, it's been a pleasure, boys. Um, but uh, no, Mark Beck podcast. Yeah, it's been a really good podcast. I hope you have enjoyed. It's pretty much a full match. 90 minutes worth of great content. A lot of chat. Mark Beck, any other business, my friend? Anything else you want to mention? Um, don't think so. Um, yeah, obviously, other than looking forward to seeing many faces that I like socialising with on Saturday. Um, then we've got a long trip to Morecambe. Oh, no, Cambridge in the middle, isn't there? Yeah. I keep forgetting about that Cambridge game. Um, but yeah, Cambridge and Morecambe and yeah, hopefully we'll be sat here with nine juicy points come next Sunday. Let's hope anyway. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend John Watson. It's been a pleasure. Any other notes? Any other business? 
just to say it's been a pleasure to be on with you um fine folk and um sadly i'm not there on saturday and i'm absolutely gutted i'm not um so i'll be at morecambe I, I think i might have to have a flight to somewhere this weekend so i can um, watch the game um i don't i haven't decided my location yet but i will be traveling somewhere to um, watch the game um and then, cheap flight deal cheap flight deal yeah absolutely and um yeah i look forward to seeing everybody in uh, in, in person soon Hopefully, some of us will be at the Morecambe away. I'm looking forward to that. And then I get myself back down to Portman Road very, very soon. So, top man. Good to you all. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend. King of North has had his say. Bono, over to you then, my friend. Any other business? Uh, no, other than just thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to all three of you. And um, Saturday is going to be absolutely uh, immense. So, uh, bring it on. Yes, bring it on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Of course, the standard outro. Here we go. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on all the social at Kings of Anger. Make sure to follow Mark Beck, John Watson, Bono on Twitter as well. And also, vote for us. We have been nominated for two awards. First award is the Kings of Anglia for the best EFL podcast, a football league category. So tag us at Kings of Anglia and myself, Blue Wilson, with Track the Girls Talk for the best women's creators so make sure help us out and vote for that. Um, and also, we haven't had one for a while. Give us a review. Send us a little review. Give us a five-star, five-star review. Let us know how much you love the podcast and anything you want us to improve. Definitely the fan social. If there's anything else you want us to add, let us know. And of course, we're sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code KOI to get 20% off and free delivery. Enjoy the game if you're going. If you're not, follow the game with us, with Stu, Andy, all the other content that we're bringing you. I'll be back next week for many more podcasts and videos. So see you next time. Bye for now. And hopefully one day I'll pass my theory test. Bye-bye. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.